This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. It's another episode of When Spirit Calls, and today our guest is Sherry Bentley. Sherry's an intuitive energy healer and New Earth ambassador. Her purpose is to lead others to claim their spiritual sovereignty by reconnecting with their divinity and sacred relationship with life. She uses a combination of different techniques to remove traumas, trapped emotions, and limiting core beliefs to enable people to manifest abundance, freedom, and joy. She empowers others by teaching self-mastery of energy and how to awaken the ancient wisdom within. In 2017, Sherry experienced what she refers to as her living near-death experience. Through divine intervention, she walked out of her life. This began a deep healing journey where her spiritual gifts unfolded and she was led to Ireland. Sherry spent three mystical months connecting deeply to the wisdom held in that sacred land. And it was in this sacred space she became an authentic expression of her soul and was prepared to lead others. So happy to have Sherry on the show today. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad to be back with all of you on another episode of When Spirit Calls. As you've heard, we've got the lovely Sherry Bentley in the house. Hello, Sherry. Hello. I am so excited that you're here today and I have... You know, I haven't known you for a really long time, but I have loved being graced with your presence every time I get to experience an interaction with you. So I'm so excited for everyone to feel that grace too. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. So Sherry, I like to start things off on this show by inviting my guests to share a bit of their story so that people can get to know them and the listeners can understand a little bit about where they came from and and where they're going. So can you start us off by just sharing a little bit of your background, maybe a bit of your story and how you came to be? Because, you know, now you're this magnificent human being that's sharing her light in the world. And I would really love for the audience to know how that all came to light. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess my story, I'll say, begins about five years ago. Um, I was really, you know, I'd spent most of my life following everyone's recommendations for how you're supposed to live your life and be a good person. And regardless of my efforts for that, I just could not get my personal life together. Mm-hmm. I found myself in a place where I completely was disconnected from myself. I was in a really unhealthy relationship with a narcissist who I'm an empath. So if you know anything about the dynamics of that too, it was really explosive. Um, And I really just was lost. I mean, I was disconnected from who I was, from my spirit. I had no desire to really move forward in my day. But like so many of us, like every day I got up and put on my happy face and did the best I could. So on the outside, it didn't really appear to anyone that there was anything wrong or going on. But on the inside, I just felt like I was done. I was dead. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was kind of the period of time, like some synchronicity started happening. I happened to find a note from my dad that he had written me like when I was six or seven. And it reminded me of 
who I was like before I started changing for everyone. It reminded me of my joy for life and my spark and how I could see the best in everyone. And I loved and nurtured that. And it just really reminded me of myself. And that really kind of set me, I don't know, it gave me that point that I could really start looking back and going, okay, where did, what happened to that person? Where did she go? Because I can't find her anymore. She's disappeared. Where is she? So I really started kind of going inward and, you know, meditating and trying to find stillness and, and doing that inner, internal search. And kind of along that way, I, I came to the realization that I couldn't heal in my relationship because it was really dependent on me not being well and not being healed. Right. And so um, I was kind of at a place that I didn't have the resources to move out or restart my life. And I, um, I really felt trapped again. Mm. So um the funny story is like I went afternoon at a convenience store. I purchased a lottery ticket and truly I had like $2 in my hand, had no idea what a lottery ticket was or which one to buy. I asked the clerk to pick a good one for me. <laughs> and I took that lottery ticket to a park and I prayed over that ticket. And I said, Oh dear God, you know, if you can, you know how we bargain, like if you can please give me enough <laughs> to say that I can start over again, I promise you I'll have the courage this time to step out and really do it. And so I prayed and prayed and finally scratched off the ticket and I won. I won the lottery. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> so I won $50. <laughs> hey, $50 is $50. You won. So the first lesson is to be very careful when you're manifesting to, to clarify what you need. What you yeah, want. you could have added an extra few zeros, right? <laughs> Spirit does have a sense of humor, but I laughed and I cried and I realized, you know, that that was the first time that I'd laughed in years. And it really gave me that spark of inspiration to trust in, in Spirit again. So I thought, okay, if you can keep your end of the bargain, I can keep mine. You know, I'm going to put this in a bank account. I'm going to get a second job. I'm going to build up that nest egg. And then when I have enough, I'll move out. You know, I can do this. And that was my plan. And less than a week after that, I was standing in the living room one afternoon and everything was just, you know, erupting like it did every afternoon. And I just felt this warm presence come over me, like this light, almost like it sounds so cliche, but I mean, it was like this light. I felt these angel wings just wrapping me in this like safe bubble. And I just took a deep breath and just as calmly as we're talking, I just said, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. This isn't the life I want to live. Mm. Oh, that's. And I had no idea how I was going to live because my job wouldn't financially support me. I had no savings. I had no car. We had just moved to a new city. I didn't know anyone. I had no idea how I was going to survive. But I knew in that moment that that sense of peace that came over me yeah. was all that I needed. It's all you needed. I and want, that's really when. I, I just, I want to pause for a moment though, because you've said such beautiful parts of your story here. And I just was covered in goosebumps. Have you, as you spoke about these like angel wings wrapping around you and I could feel the presence of the angels in that moment. 
And I just want to bring that to the surface for the audience to allow them to soak that in because I think sometimes we forget that we are um, being supported and being held and that we are being led. And so this is just one of those beautiful examples of you, you know, not only was it this lottery ticket that you made a promise with that lottery ticket, you said, okay, if you, if I win, you know, I'm going to have the courage to leave. But then it was reinforced by this beautiful presence of grace and of peace and of knowingness for you to step forward. And I know that for a lot of people, you know, they get caught up in their own mind, you know, trying, okay, how am I going to leave? What is it going to look like? You know, what is that process? What, what do I need to be doing and have it all figured out before we take the leap? And sometimes we just need to trust. And that's what you did. So I wanted to celebrate what you did there and having the courage to trust. Yeah, thank you. You know, people often ask me like, oh, that was so brave. You had so much courage. But actually, it didn't feel brave. That felt easy. It felt brave staying in the environment that I was in. Interesting. Yeah. It felt brave trying to have the courage to stay in that place where I was so disconnected. Uh, so reconnecting with that energy of spirit and coming into that was just freeing to me. Uh, and I knew in that moment, like I didn't have anything, but I knew that I had everything that I needed. Yes. And it's true. I mean, miracles just opened up before me and I made that commitment, you know, like I knew that if I could keep that connection and that sense of peace and stay in a state of gratitude that everything else would work out. Yeah. And it did. And I'm not saying it was easy. Like the first job I worked, I mean, the first year I worked like five jobs, but I loved <laughs> all of them and they all worked together, you know, work a schedule, but it was like, I was, just, it was, it was a, just a completely new lease on life. I was just really yeah. free. Yeah. And what I found and what I've discovered is like, well, like any other option, it's really easy to have faith. It's really easy to surrender because we don't have any control and we don't have any other options. But as my life started getting better and all these options, all of a sudden I had options and I had opportunities and I had choices. That's where I started to feel that disconnection. Mm-hmm. And I made that commitment, like in that moment that every time that I started to feel that disconnection, instead of pushing through or getting in that state of anger or worry and anxiety, Mm -hmm. I would step back and find out what within me was causing those energies to arise. Mm -hmm. And that's how I really started my internal healing is really every time something would arise, I'd step back. Okay. What is this message? What's it bringing to me? What within me do I need to look at? What within me do I need to heal? What within me do I really need to become clear of and understand how that's impacting my daily actions. And then I I went, I was just going to say, I love that this was a process for you in, in that you allowed and honored whatever it was that was coming up to say, Hey, it's coming up for a reason rather than me stuffing it away or pushing it aside or becoming disconnected. I'm going to face it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to say, I see you. And I'm going to, I'm going to learn whatever I need to out of the experience that is alchemy in its finest. So I love that for you and for the listeners too, to be able to incorporate that rather than being afraid of that energies or pushing those energies down or whatever we do facing it is as the key, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. And then I started to look at, you know, why am I the way that I am? Like, you know, because my relationships where I've been hurt, you know, with society, I started really, I call it process of reconciliation. Like, you know, this is what I've learned and feel true to me because if it doesn't feel true to me, it's creating that discord between the two. And so I went through a process of really healing that. And what I found was it's a lot easier to accept and heal the things that have been done wrong to us or the ways that we've been hurt. But it's more challenging when we start really reconciling like our mentors and people that have really shaped us that was doing it from a good place and because they really cared about it and loved us, that their shaping and molding of us was not really in alignment with who we are as as a soul, as our spiritual self. So even that creates that discord. Yeah. So going through all of this process, really, the more I I say it's like surrendering, discovering, and then integrating, and then which takes you back into surrendering and discovering. (laughs) It's not just one time. Right. It's over and over. Yes, it is. It's a process that we go over and over again. So I love that you said this reconciliation piece, um, because I want to really speak to that. And it, you, you said, well, it's easy, you know, it almost seems easier to reconcile, you know, with with people that have kind of, you know, you can identify that they have done you wrong. It's like, okay, they've done me wrong and I can see that and here's the forgiveness. It's more challenging to not only see it in ourselves and to reconcile within ourselves, but I think about even my own parents who I love deeply and who are amazing parents but also they did some things that programmed me in a certain way to have some challenges along the way. And that almost can be more difficult because it's a little more hidden, right? It's a little more subtle. It's not in your face of like, oh, maybe I do need to reconcile that, right? Was I holding some resentment towards these people that I love not knowing? I think it's harder to reconcile it because it does come from a place of love. And in addition to that, you really have to take responsibility for giving your power away. Mm, yes. Because you're, when, you know, by doing that, you are acknowledging, oh, they know better for me than what I truly know is true for me. Yes. So it's really that deeper reconciliation within yourself and that forgiveness of yourself for giving your power willingly away to someone. It's almost like that self-betrayal that you have to really come to terms with. Yes. And I love that you bring that up because, you know, I think I spent a lot of my life being angry at myself for not doing this thing and not knowing that and not knowing better over here. You know, I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Right. You know, I think we all move through that. And for me in particular, I was raised as a Catholic. So to feel bad and to feel guilt and shame was a requirement <laughs> for reconciliation. <laughs> and, and it's not though, it's not, that was just what we were taught and again, conditioned. So I had to even reconcile my process of reconciliation, <laughs> if you will. Right. I had to forgive myself for seeing that as the way and the only way to move through things and and start letting that go and to not be carrying a lot of those burdens I was carrying. So I love this idea of reconciliation and understanding the power of it, you know, the power of forgiveness for self and for others. 
And um, and do you want to elaborate on that? Anything else you want to add to that that piece? It's just you know what I found is like the more that, that I was able to reconcile reconcile myself, or you know get rid of that that discord within myself, I began to open up deeper to my spirituality. So my spiritual gifts started really coming online. My intuition got really really. <laughs> you know synchronicities all of these things it's like this beautiful magic like by unbecoming who you have become you become yourself <laughs> you know real little yeah yeah it yeah. is it's kind of like that where it's you know I think it is I like to call it a remembering who we are yeah. You know, and remembering who we really are. Right. And, you know, as we move through life, we get this conditioning and we get this belief and we get this conditioning and this belief from over here and whatever and we go our path. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait a second, this isn't even who I think I am. Maybe isn't who I really am. And now it's this kind of unlearning process, if you will, almost right. It's a deprogramming of all of that, which maybe isn't so true, even though you thought it was true this whole time. And that process is tricky because we have this thing called cognitive dissonance, which I'm sure you can relate to and understand. But cognitive dissonance is going back to, I want to hang on to this thing so deeply because I believe it to be true. And so even if someone shows me evidence against that, I don't want to admit that I don't know what I'm doing or I was wrong. And so we get caught in that narrative or that lie. And many people are struggling with that right now. So this is just an opportunity to bring that to the surface again for our listeners to remind them that if you think something is true, that there is opportunity for you to see also other truths or aspects of truth as well. And to not be afraid of being mad at yourself because you thought, you know, something was true that wasn't, but to rather appreciate and celebrate that you have that recognition that things can change and we can change our perception. Yeah. You know, I talk about, you know, the beginning started with this unhealthy relationship that I was in and my healing journey. I've come to the place of not only being grateful for being in that environment and being in that relationship, but also understanding my role in it. And how my energy helped create that because we're all living in a co-creative process and how I really contributed to that and how that wounding was, was for my best self because it was showing me and giving me the courage and pushing me to a point where I had the capability of really going within and looking at my shadow and really reconnecting with who I truly am. So, so often I think, you know, healing is tough. Wounding is tough. These things are really difficult to look at, but if we can see them for the gifts that they are in our lives, that give beautiful gift of duality that gives us that opportunity to really see and experience and feel the other side of who we truly are. Mm -hmm. It really changes our ability to, to, to move through those. It really does. And I love that you brought that to the surface because this idea that you were able to take this, you know, experience, this partnership that you had and see it as this catalyst for you, this gift, as you called it, you know, this catalyst of deeper discovery and saying, wait a second, that's not right for me. 
uh, I'm going to change this. I'm going to do some of this work and see what happens. I think if you would have stayed in that relationship, you know, eventually that would have worn you down. And of course you would still be in a, in a state of despair, but how beautiful is it that it wasn't that? And then the fact was a catalyst for you to come into this new state of being, this new state of remembering who you are, because now you're never going to go back into a relationship like that again. You know, you've come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was like the first phase of like my healing journey, which really, you know, I joke, like once you hear the spirit or once you hear your soul whisper, like you can't unhear it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like two, two years, I guess, into my journey and it's a really good place. I was working one job that I really loved, you know, had, a, had all of the things and reacquired all the things that I just walked away from. And I received this message or this nudge to travel to Ireland. I've never traveled internationally, but I booked a trip. I was going to go for like 10 days by myself. Wow. And a great friend of mine uh, convinced me that wasn't a good thing to do. And she joined me on my trip. So the two of us went for 10 days and it was just a, an amazing trip and I really connected so deeply to the land I felt so creative there uh there's so many sacred sites that just really activated me in in, in a way that I can't even put into words still this day yeah. but we returned from that trip and I felt like I had left the best part of me there uh, there was just something that was calling me and I don't know if it's because she joined the trip and I didn't go solo but I felt like the reason I was being called there wasn't completely fulfilled. Ah, interesting. And I started having these synchronicities and receiving signs from spirit. Like when I meditate, there was always this symbol in my meditation that I would see. And um, I kept thinking like, I got to go back. I got to go back. One day I was looking at some rocks that I'd picked up in Ireland and the symbol that I was seeing in my meditation was actually etched into the the rock. Oh my and there was like so many synchronicities and things like this. And um, long story, very short, within a period of a month of returning from Ireland, I quit my job. I sold everything that I just reacquired so that I could go back to Ireland for three months. Wow. And it was the best thing that I've ever done. I was able to really come fully into myself. So many of my spiritual gifts have been coming online, energy, working with energy and things like that. I, I really felt like I had one foot in one world and one foot in the other world here, you know, and not really sure how to merge them all together. But the landscape in Ireland really spoke to me and activated me. And I was able to work with the ley lines there and work with the grid and really awaken a lot of ancient wisdom in me that um, had just been really, really. So I, I think from that experience, I could sum it up. And like the night before I was to fly back to Ireland, I was um, had said goodbye to my friends and family because in my mind, I was not coming back. This was where I had to be and where I had to go. And I was not coming back. 
I had just dropped off my car that I had sold. I had quit, like I quit my job, that it had had the last goodbye dinner. And I walked back into my apartment. It's completely stripped. I go into the bedroom. Everything's gone except my two suitcases I'm taking. I'd saved a candle and a bubble bath and an incense that that was going to be my last bath before I you know, went to sleep and caught the plane the next morning. So as I'm lighting the candle, lighting the incense, getting, drawing my bath for this relaxing bubble bath, I completely lost it, like crying, like the realization of what I had just done just like hit me. Like I am giving up everything. I'm going to this country where I know absolutely no one. (laughs) I've given away all, everything that I've just acquired, my future, my way of living, the best job I've ever had, everything like, you know, and I was just like in those, you know how you have the cries where you're just like the heathen cries, like the, (laughs) what have I done? Yeah. Call anyone and have them, you know, console me because I had asked and initiated everything that was about to happen. (laughs) I'm doing this and I remember like getting, you know, I was in the tub and I'm crying and I'm sobbing. I get out of the tub and I'm sitting in the bathroom floor, you know, with just a towel wrapped around me. And I'm just like, you know, what have I done? What all I've done? And all of a sudden I noticed where this incense had was burning. It's coming up in like a little smoke, uh, smoke, you know, how you guys smoke circles or whatever, but the shapes were forming hearts. So the smoke would go up and it would go and it would dance and it would form a heart and then it would just fade away. And the hearts were always my sign from spirit that I'm on the right path. So I watched it like for, you know, three or four minutes. And then my sobbing is like, okay, is that you? (laughs) Am I okay? Yeah. You got it. and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm okay now. This is right. This is true. You know, I'm, I'm not just like giving up everything on these crazy little subtle energies that I'm picking up on that may or may not be real. This is real. You know, I'm really supported here. And I get up and I walk over to where the incense was burning and it's completely out. There is absolutely no reason why smoke should be coming from this little stick that's sticking there. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, goosebumps. Yes. So it's like it's always like if we when we cut when we calm down and we can just really tap into that energy, and the answers are always there for us. That guidance is always there for us, or those breadcrumbs, like I like to, yeah. to call it, is always there. But it, it's that and like you said, that ability to get out of your head into your heart and just open ourselves to be able to receive that. Oh, I love this story so much, Sherry. And I love that, you know, it was creating these hearts out of smoke when it shouldn't have been smoking at all. (laughs) Those are the best, right? Because it's this validation of spirit and it reminds us that it's, it's always there. (laughs) It's up to us whether we want to see it, you know? So um, obviously you went and you had this incredible journey and this healing process. And now you're in a place where you actually help other people. Yeah. to move through this. And so can you tell people a little bit about that and how that kind of came to light? You know, cause I mean, you, you quit your job, you let go of all the things you really cleared house literally. <laughs> and so how did you end up in this space of like, Oh my goodness, I'm actually supposed to do this for other people. Yeah. 
So I started opening up to energy. And so I got into doing energy work and Reiki healing and realized that I can really, you know, I am gifted at doing that at, at moving and alchemizing energy. Then I also realized that it's not my responsibility to alchemize and change energy for everyone else. Uh-huh. But in, unless we do it internally ourselves, we're not really benefiting from the healing. So I started weaving in spiritual life coaching with my energy healing. Mm-hmm. And my mission is really to lead others to claim their own spiritual sovereignty, whatever that may look like or feel like to them, that it's just reconnecting with their own divinity and their sacred relationship with life. Mm-hmm. So what I do now is what I found and what I've discovered is you know, this inner world that really determines everything in our life, how we feel, what we think, what, how we create. Mm. It's been a lost art of learning how to reconnect with that and how to listen to that and how to really understand your own energy and what's influencing you and, um, to be able to really lean back into that internal guidance. Mm-hmm. So I work with people to help them lean back into that internal guidance to really rediscover who they are and find their own way. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the beauty. It's not following someone else's guidance. It's being able to use our own discernment and be able to find our own way. I love this because it sounds to me like what you're saying is that you teach people to become their own guides, to trust in their own inner knowing, their own compass. And this is this is what I, I love to do as well, because I, I want people to have the tools for them to do it themselves. We don't have to look outside of ourselves, but sometimes we need that support to kind of get us there to lean into that trust. And And I love that you're doing this work because I think we're at a time in the world where we are being called deeply to spirit. So people are having all of these epiphanies and waking up and they're saying, I don't know what the heck to do. Like, am I going crazy? Am I lost? Do I need to go to Ireland or Bali or you know, wherever? But you know, what I have found is like, um, each of us have to find, we need to find our own way. We need to find that sovereignty within ourselves to be able to have our own discernment to understand how our guides speak to us because it's different for everyone it's different from every individual so but what i have found is although we have to find our way ourselves we don't have to find it solidarity like we we can have people to support us yes and when you're working with someone that can hold you in a space that is of unconditional love, a space where it's safe and can bring light in and help you face your shadow and your darkness. It really helps your healing process go a lot faster and a lot more graceful (laughs) than if you're doing it alone. Yes, I agree. It's, it, it will expedite the process, reduce the suffering. What, I mean, the list goes on in terms of the benefits of that. Um, in that guidance, in that support externally of us, but also reminding people that they have the answers within them. And sometimes we just need someone to help them to shine the light on that. And I think that's a big role that you have is shining that light. So 
Okay. We've got, you know, a bit of your story at least, Jerry. So, and you did allude to kind of some of the steps that you went through, you know, you talked about surrendering and reconciliation, but say somebody is out there and they're like, spirits nudging them and maybe they're nudging them to go to Ireland or maybe they're nudging them to quit their job or leave a marriage that's not serving them, whatever it might be on the table for them. What are some of the things that you would want to highlight as some takeaways um, for them to be able to move the dial? What does that maybe look like, especially if they don't have this like angelic kind of experience of of safety or what have you? What what would you suggest to them if they're in that like that purgatory about making a decision? Do I stay? Do I go? Whatever that is. Yeah, I think that the one thing that I find the most helpful is if you can get yourself where you're not reacting from a place of fear, right? Mm. Because fear is so, so powerful. Yeah. And it, it traps us and it keeps us stuck in this place where we can't move. We can't move. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can get really clear and identify, like, you know, if you're making a decision, you know, what is keeping me from that? Is it, is it fear? And then be able to face that. That's really important. Yeah. And then the other thing that I'll say that, that I truly believe in is I trust and believe that we are all exactly where we're supposed to be on our path. And when we can settle in and default into that and realize that whatever decision we make, whatever way that we go it's not detrimental to who we are in our path. It just determines the experience that we're going to have. And maybe it's a detour or maybe it's getting you to where you need to go, but really being able to release that fear and go, okay, I, I'm feeling this, you know, I'm feeling this. I, I, I want to do this or I want to do that. Or I feel I should leave or I feel I should make this decision instead of being trapped there, just really embrace the possibility of like, Okay. And knowing that if you're tuned in to yourself and you're following that guidance, you can always pivot. You know, if you get there and you go, oh, this is not what yeah. I didn't get this message correct, you can always pivot. And you haven't lost anything by taking that step because there's always something there that's going to be enrich your life by having that experience. So I think maybe that's the one thing is like, don't get trapped into the fear and don't be so afraid to make a step because if you get there and it's not what you think or not what you want to experience, or if you get there and, you know, it, you can always pivot, you can always change. I mean, as humans, we think that everything is so perfect and we have to have it figured out and we have that the journey is, sometimes in those places that we didn't think we were supposed to end up. Oh, so I love this. And I want to speak to it a little bit here because I do believe that fear is actually a gateway for us. So if we're experiencing fear coming up with making a decision, we can use that fear and leverage that fear to say, oh, okay, what is this really about? Right. And have a deeper discovery in that. But not only that, when we face that fear, what happens is we break through this beautiful into the other side space, you know, on the other side of fear and on the other side of fear, there was, there is empowerment, there is grace, there is love. There is all of these things available to us that we can then receive for whatever that decision is that we made. 
So that's the brilliant part. And then adding to that, reminding us that we're exactly where we need to be always. So even if you make a decision and you step down that path on that decision, and then you realize, oh no, wait a second, whoa, whoa, whoa. What a beautiful opportunity it is for you to recognize with, with certainty that that's not the path and then an opportunity to redirect. So no matter what, you're going to end up where you need to be because you're already exactly where you need to be in the first place. <laughs> you know, even those wrong pathways, you know, I say, I say to my daughter who gets really worked out when she has to make a decision, you know, she's 12 years old. And so every decision feels really big. Right. And so she's like, mom, what if I make the wrong choice? And I said, it's impossible to make the wrong choice. Every choice is the perfect choice in that moment. And if you make the choice and you get into it and you realize that it's not what you want, well, thank goodness you made that choice to show you that wasn't what you wanted, right? So I I love that. I love that. Okay. I don't know where time has gone, but these always just go by so fast. And I feel like we're just getting started, but I think we've given, um, you know, the listeners some some food for thought, at least. Uh, can you recap what your process was, though, when you went through you you went through you surrendered, you reconciled. And I think there was something else there. And I just want to recap that. Yeah, it's kind of surrendering discovery, discovery. Yes. Integration or alignment Integration. and alignment. And then that kind of takes you back to discovery. Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of go through the cycle there. Um, and I think it's interesting to, to make note of those. So people, as they're going through their process, you know, again, they're going through a discovery, right? That discovery. Oh, what can I find here? What can I explore here rather than, oh my God, my life is this. And it is this, it is, I wonder, you know, I love that energy of, I wonder, I wonder what, this looks like, I wonder what else I could learn from this. I wonder what else I can experience in this. And then of course, going through that process of saying, okay, now what do I need to adjust here to make sure that I'm on track and I'm aligned. Right. And then again, going to that surrendering place again, and then cycling back around. So I just, I love that as a process for people. So Sherry, any final words before we wrap up? I mean, obviously I want people to be able to find you. So if you would share that, we'll put that in the show notes for the listeners as well. But any final words from you? Yeah, the final thought, if I I would share and that I wish everyone truly understood is like today, my life is so different than it was five years ago. Because in five, five years ago, I was living in a state of fear. You know, I was in chicken little land, you know, where the sky was always falling, everything was always wrong, everything in that space. Mm-hmm. And today I live in a space of love and gratitude and peace. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that has changed has been my internal compass. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the same world. I'm in the same place. The only thing that's really changed is my internal compass. And that's so powerful because we each have the ability to make those changes regardless of what circumstances we're in in our life. Yes. And it changes everything. It really does change everything. And we have the power to choose that folks. That's the good news is that we get to decide that for ourselves. If we're willing to make those tweaks and adjustments, right. 
And, and so I love that. I love that as a closing for us here today, because it reminds us that we can be anywhere we want to be. I can be somewhere totally different in five years, even in one year from now, if I'm willing to move that internal compass, if I'm willing to look and remember who I really am. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. So Sherry, where do they go to find you? So you can find me on the website. It's Sherry. And this is the only time the spelling matters. <laughs> S-H-E-R-I, Bentley, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y.com. Beautiful. And we're going to put that in the show notes so you guys have it. Sherry, thank you. It has been such a joy to be with you. As I mentioned at the beginning, you bring this level of grace to the surface. And so thank you for gracing us with your presence today. And until next time, everyone. I hope you come back to see us and be with us on our next When Spirit Calls. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca and when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.